0: Arkansas Row Crops Radio, providing up-to-date information and timely recommendations on row crop production in Arkansas.
1: Welcome to Arkansas Row Crop Radio. My name is Nick Bateman, Extension Entomologist for the University of Arkansas System Division of Agriculture. Uh, Today I've got Gus and Ben with me. We're going to cover basically all the crops and a bunch of the issues going on. Uh, I guess we'll start out with, with cotton and start you know talk about some of the issues going on there
2: yeah so uh in cotton we've kind of transitioned out of the the uh the thrips deal uh most of our cotton is past that point right now uh it was a heavy thrips population type of year and and a lot of a lot of uh damage and what we saw is kind of interesting i'm getting a lot of calls from other people about you know, there'd be like uh, the plants would look good, and then like every fifth or tenth plant or something like that would, would be wrapped up with thrips, and and we kind of saw that in our plots and in, in all the varieties that we plant, and I, and I think it may be just a seed treatment issue yeah. where we're not getting good coverage on all the seeds and that kind of thing, but I thought I'd bring that up because we were, we're seeing that quite prevalently across grower fields and in our plots, and getting caused so uh, there was a lot of a lot of that issue where it seemed like one plant in a in like five feet or something or maybe two even would have uh, a lot of thrips damage and the rest of the plants would look good but that's i think is uh, an indication that we didn't good, get good seed treatment but anyway on the plant bugs it's a kind of a uh it it appears like plant bug numbers are there this year uh we're beginning to with cotton hitting about the ninth tenth eleventh node we're beginning to see some plant bugs particularly those typical situations that you're familiar with like next to corn particularly corn that's turning the silks are blacking up or or if you got a lot of uh plains Coriopsis, the yellow flower around the edges of the fields we swept some some plains Coriopsis the other day and it's just loaded down with plant bugs right now so there there's a lot of plant bugs out there in the system and and uh so we're getting a lot of calls uh particularly in that cotton it's like i said in the ninth to eleventh node and and they're hitting treatment level of eight per hundred sweeps on a lot of that cotton and and the question we're getting is uh you know what to use and and you know what your options are like uh you got centric and vidate and transform and and so you know the best the best that we see with vidate which a lot of people like to use because of the nematode activity you know we're the best we ever do with with in our plots is about seventy percent control, and in these situations where plant bug numbers aren't high, that's that's not too bad. Seventy percent control is not not anything to sneeze at, and I wouldn't tell you not to use it certainly because it does work. But the other product is going to be Centric or Transform, and and Centric, uh, you know, the company doesn't recommend using less than two ounces per acre and and we would we would agree with that wholeheartedly uh you need to be in that two to two and a half ounce range minimum uh to get control and and uh you know when it comes to to tank mixing and that kind of thing uh that's always a consideration uh be concerned about mixing with a bunch of other products and and making sure you get it in solution and going into the right mixing stage to get it where you need it so just uh and and if you if you treat with with one of those products centric or vidate and you don't get the level of control that that you feel like you should get uh, it may be time to to think about changing gears and maybe considering transform and another idea, you know, where populations are really high next to corn and and, and weeds and stuff <laughs> like that is to go with, excuse me about that, I'm sorry about that. Woo pig. <laughs> so, you know, is, is to consider adding some diamond in with with your uh, product, you know, your knockdown on those field edges and places where you, you have high plant bug numbers, so just something to think about. Uh, If you got any questions or comments on that, uh, don't hesitate to give us a call. The last thing I'd say is, you know, in some areas, we're also seeing mites starting to break out. So you need to keep your eyes open and be looking for mites and aphids. In the South, it seems like uh, there's been some fields treated for aphids already. you know your options there are like Transform or or uh, acetamiprid which is Striper Max or something like that, something with acetamiprid in it, to get control of those aphids and on the on the mites. It, if you start out with Abamectin, which it just about everybody does, uh, and you don't get the control that you want to, you need to change you need to change your product and and start thinking about something like zeal or portal or something like that if you got any questions just give us a call that's all i got on cotton anybody else got anything you want to talk about on cotton i
0: think okay. you pretty well covered it all right go ahead go with your house
1: yeah we can we can move into rice you know there's been a lot of calls in in all crops including pastures on fall army worms and and we're seeing it in rice anywhere from two to three leaf rice and eating them back to the soil line all the way up to some of this rice is at joint movement or at least green ring. And, and what we've seen over the past five or six years, we've been doing a lot of manual defoliation uh, cause trying to infest caterpillars and getting them to actually take's been a headache. So what we've seen, you know, for April planted rice until we start exceeding 20, 25% defoliation at green ring we can't get yield loss. Uh, we see a little bit of heading delay that, you know, as we get into late tiller and into green ring with, with some defoliation, but, but as far as yield laws goes, we got to exceed that 25% at green ring. And, you know, May and June's different though. Uh, once we get into May and June plantings, uh, we're going to be at 40% at late tiller. And what we're calling late tillers, four or five, six tillers out there when the plants basically maxed out tiller and, and, and once we get into green ring, we're going to be at 20. percent uh, We've seen some pretty significant heading delays there, especially in June. You know, upwards if if we get 100 percent defoliation at Green Ring, so all the way back to the waterline. You know, it can be a month later before uh, before we get headed. But as far as control options go, there, and I'm sure we'll cover this with the other crops as well. You know, we're going to recommend going out with Lambda uh, and getting back there behind that application within three or four or five days. And if we if we miss some worms there, you know that that's happened a little bit for our counterparts around us is missing some caterpillars with lambda, coming back with something like or your only other option there is dimlin with a with another shot of lambda included with it. Uh, the only other thing to mention on rice there, you know we made this prediction last year, uh, seeing a ton of rice stink bugs all up and down these these ditches right now and any grassy turn rows. What it's going to end up meaning, we're not sure yet. But but be aware that there's a big population out there. Uh, they may or may not end up in the rice. Last year they didn't, but this year is a totally different year. Yeah.
0: Uh, I guess kind of moving over into uh, corn. In corn, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of fall army worms out there. And if it's uh, if it's pretty late planted, like up towards June uh and you're finding uh, like three army worms per world they can actually cause yield loss we don't recommend treating for for defoliation early in the season in early planted corn but when you get into this late planted crop it's a completely different situation uh and they can actually cause some injury on late planted corn uh and you know, the same kind of goes with soybeans too. That's actually what I did some of my research in when I was down at Mississippi State. Uh, early planted soybeans, when you plant them in April, early May, they can tolerate 100% defoliation when they're like in V4 and not see any yield loss uh, associated with that defoliation. However, whenever you get up into June and later planted soybeans, Defoliation can really hurt you. We're we're really confident with the the thirty thirty five percent defoliation threshold in soybeans, but it really needs to be paid attention to in the when uh, when those beans are planted late or when the corn is planted late. You know, um, you want to talk about grain sorghum, good?
2: Yeah. Okay. So on grain sorghum right now. Uh, I've had some calls already on some head and milo that's uh, got got a few midges in it. So I would encourage you, if your uh, grain sorghum is headed and it's starting to bloom, you need to get out and check for midge. And and then you know when you think about what your options are on treating, you know, usually we would spray with a pyrethroid, but we don't want to make aphids the sugarcane aphid mad at us. So, you know, we've tested the Blackhawk. The last few years, we've had trials out with Blackhawk and it does a pretty good job on midge. And it also provides a little control on the worms too. So, uh, you know, you might want to keep that in mind, but if you got, if you got grain sorghum uh, starting to bloom right now, you definitely need to get out and check for midge, and, and I got a report that aphids were starting. Uh, I haven't verified that yet, and we're going to go make sure that they're looking at sugarcane aphid and not not something like yellow sugarcane aphid or something like that, but, but certainly we want to be aware of the aphid situation. We don't want to make that any worse if they're already in the state, so I, I would be concerned about using the pyrethroid, but if, if you got midge out there, you got to get them out, and uh, they're the most devastating pest before sugarcane aphid. They're by far the most devastating pest of grain sorghum, and it's one that you gotta gotta watch out for. And we got a lot of grain sorghum out there this year, so uh, we want to be careful and don't let them slip up on us there. And this thing with the with the that that uh, Nick was talking about with fall army worms that we're we're seeing actually seeing treatment level in pastures around the state and it's not just in one spot it's all over it's in southeast northeast uh, up the river valley everywhere we're getting calls on on army worms in in uh bermuda grass pastures so you want to keep your eye out if you got if you got some pastures you probably want to check them we're also getting calls where where they're on the grass in, in bean fields and the grower goes out and sprays the weeds with Roundup or something and they move right over from the grass onto the soybeans, so you gotta keep your eyes out looking for that and be checking that the you know, broadleaf signal grass is one of their favorite favorite hosts, and that's where I'd be looking first if I was looking for for fall army worms in, in row crops. That's that's a good place to
0: start our moth traps uh right now they're they're kind of strange uh we've got some traps that don't have any moths in them and then we've got some uh moth traps that are extremely high out there i mean they're they got pretty good uh numbers in them our average overall is kind of low but but some of those traps are hitting pretty high numbers so uh you know in the next couple weeks is typically when we have our what we like to call our 4th of July moth flight. So we'll probably have a, a pretty good feel for them by then. But uh, anyways, be on, be on the lookout for them in some areas. Anything else?
2: I think we covered just about everything. Right. I'm good.
1: Well, we appreciate it. And y'all give us a call if you need anything. And uh, thanks for joining us on the on uh, Arkansas Road Crop Radio.
0: Arkansas Row Crops Radio is a production of the University of Arkansas System Division of Agriculture. For more information, please contact your local county extension agent or visit uaex.uada.edu.